You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars. This is Postcast. is the number 25 ranked BYU football program. Wins a barn burner 66-49 over the University of Virginia. Bronco Mendenhall's return to Provo. Bittersweet, obviously, with his team losing. But he does make his return trip to the program he once called home. But we're breaking it down. What happened in this game? Your guys' comments, my takeaways. It's all ahead right here on a special edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Postcast edition. Let's roll. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. I am recording this and I'm looking at it. 2.42 a.m. Mountain Time. Yes, it is a very late night here in studio for me. Probably sounds a little bit different, but I am at our studios at the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City. I was working in studio tonight on the BYU game and decided, you know what, before I go home, I'm going to knock out this podcast. And here we are, late night, but nonetheless, BYU, the 25th ranked Cougars, win their seventh game of the season, 66-49 over the Virginia Cavaliers. And folks, what a game we were treated to tonight. BYU rolls up their highest point total of the season when 66 points, the most points they've ever put on a Power 5 opponent, outdoing the 2000, was it 2009 outing they had? No, 2008, excuse me, against UCLA. BYU putting up 59 points that day in a 59-0 route of the UCLA Bruins. But this was an absolutely crazy game for the Cougars as they just went out. And for a little bit there, it looked scary for BYU. Let's admit it. Virginia rolls up 35 points in the second quarter. I believe it was 360-some-odd yards, 367 yards, if I recall correctly, in that second quarter alone for Brennan Armstrong and the Hoos. They were absolutely rocking and rolling. And I can completely understand any of you out there who were calling for jobs to be lost, head coaches to move on from certain assistants. I got that because that performance in that quarter alone, you take that one quarter, that's a game's worth of statistics for a defense that BYU gave up in a 15-minute span in-game. Now, the second half of this game was an incredible turnaround for BYU's defense. Here's what they did in this in the second half. Two turnovers forced. BYU is plus three in the game overall, which is huge. When you're plus in the mar- turnover margin, more than likely, it's like something like 70-some-odd percent, you're going to win the games you're playing. BYU ends up plus three in the turnover margin. No turnovers for the Cougars. But more importantly, they limit the Virginia Cavaliers to seven points in the second half. What a turnaround for Elisa Tuiaki and the defensive coaching staff at BYU. Kalani Satake, after the game, said that Elisa Tuiaki at halftime said, you know what, we're going away. We had a four-man rush scheme we've been going with. It's getting carved open. We went man coverage on the back end. It's just not working. And let me be clear about that. It was working early on. BYU's first quarter performance, not bad. They only gave seven points in that first quarter, and they went with that man scheme in terms of man coverage on the back end with a four-man rush, all that stuff. That worked, 
But when BYU started getting worn out, that's when Virginia went to work. And in the second quarter, you saw BYU absolutely get worked. I'm using worked a lot here, but it's true. 35 points and just an absolutely insane performance for BYU's defense to turn things around. Halftime adjustments are real, folks. The miracles never cease in Provo as the Cougars did turn things around, give up only seven points in the second half en route to a 66-49 victory. Now, the offense, not a problem in this game. There is nothing wrong with BYU's offense. 734 yards put up 66 points it is the second most yards put up in an fbs game this year the most yards put up in an fbs game against an fbs opponent and is the most yards the first time over 700 yards that any team has put up against a power five opponent in 2021 and i'd be hard pressed to go back and find out the last time a power five opponent had 700 yards put on him that was an absolutely electric performance for byu on offense of course tyler algier career high 260 66 yards and five touchdowns the five touchdowns tie a program record for a single game mark he was 20 yards away from breaking jamal williams excuse me 21 yards away from breaking jamal williams singing single game rushing yardage number that's 286 yards against toledo in 2016 had byu decided to really push for him to get it i think he could have gotten it but the game was decided they decided you know what we're gonna run the clock out here and what a performance for him but also what a performance for jaron hall 349 yards passing that's a career high for him he has a career high in total yardage he's 22 of 37 three touchdowns he has a touchdown on the ground with six carries for 42 yards marvelous performance for jaron hall one of his best if not his best and by the way folks he's only played eight total games in a byu uniform at quarterback imagine how much better this young man could get we saw a guy like zach wilson go on to be the number two overall selection and he put he started for the better part of three seasons before becoming the number two pick what might a guy like Jaron Hall look like 20, 25 games into his BYU career? Now, there's a question as if he will be at BYU that long, but nonetheless, what might be if that were to come to pass for a guy like Jaron Hall? He is electric. Anybody who thinks he needs to be benched, I don't know what I, what you got, what ammo you got after tonight's performance. Marvelous performance. Tyler Algier kind of took the headlines with the five touchdowns, the 266 yards. I get that. But Jaron Hall was just as good as, as Tyler Algier was. Marvelous performance for him. Uh, BYU's wide receiving core, Samson Nakua, three receptions, 107 yards. Only outdone by his brother Puka Nakua, eight receptions for 107 yards. They both tie for BYU's lead in receiving on the night, filling in admirably for Gunnar Romney. Romney was cleared apparently early on to start, but then right before game time decided to sit him. And I think it's probably a frankly smart decision to let him have some rest. I would imagine he probably misses next week against Idaho State. I'm actually going to advocate right now, say right now that Tyler Algier should not play against Idaho State. Let him have the week off. Let him have two weeks to heal up because BYU is a bye week finally after the Idaho State game next Saturday. I would give Tyler Algier that time off to heal up and then he hits it hard for the final two games of the season against Georgia Southern and USC. He's already put up over 1,100 yards this year, 16 touchdowns. He has the BYU single season rushing records within his sights. Of course, Luke State has the yardage. It's just north of 1,500 yards. Algier could do it. He might need to play against Idaho State to get to that record, but 
I'm advocating right now to sit him. He has carried the ball a lot. I think 61 carries over the past two games. His body's got to be absolutely beat up. He's been BYU's backbone, really just carrying carrying them forward all season long, propelling them, putting them on his back to win games. I would give him the week off against Idaho State, but I'm not the coaching staff. But a great performance for him, a legendary performance for him. Defensively, a couple of numbers for you guys. Peyton Wilgar led the Cougars with 11 total tackles in the win. Ben Bywater is backfield running mate at linebacker. Nine total tackles. Morgan Piper was seven. Nobody else beyond three at that point. But BYU does force the three turnovers. That's the most important thing for BYU defensively is they got critical turnovers when they needed them. They got an interception early to allow them to rack up a 21-0 lead. Then back-to-back, a fumble and then an interception in the fourth quarter. Finally got BYU that lead they never relinquished once again. And the hit, by the way, that Lopa Leatawa, Uriah Leatawa, laid on Wayne Talapapa, a former BYU signee, a guy who was expected to wear car- Cougar blue but now is a Virginia Cavalier. What a hit. What a lick to jar that ball loose. A clean hit, might I add. I I can't believe they're even checking that for targeting because it was absolutely clean. And by the way, Chris Jackson being ejected for targeting this game, what an absolute joke. I'm sorry. The targeting deal needs to go away. It's just horrendous. I, I cannot stand it. It does not make sense to be ejecting these young men from games they've worked their entire lives to play. That was not targeting in my book. And the fact that he, he had to miss the rest of the game, just it's criminal. It's awful. And it needs to be it needs to be revamped. Plain and simple. The overtime rules in college football right now with that two-point deal after the second overtime, that needs to go away. Targeting needs to go away. If I'm the college football czar, immediately, those are the first two things that are going in this sport. There's other things I'd be happy to take on if they wanted me to, but those two need to go right away. Now, flipping over to Virginia just for a second, because I need to get to your guys' comments, but I want to give a shout out to Brennan Armstrong. What a performance, and I sincerely hope that whatever ailed him late in this game, he was walking off the field um, reading his lips, it seemed like he was saying it's broken, pointing to his rib cage area. I hope it was not broken ribs. I hope there's no internal organ damage. I hope that he's back on the field very, very soon. Virginia does have a bye week this coming week to heal up and then get back into ACC play, but not good to see him go out of this game. But before he left, 337 yards passing, four touchdowns, two interceptions, also added 11 carries for 94 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. What a great performance for Brendan Armstrong. I got to give that man credit. He was lights out for Virginia. There's a reason why there is a uh, small, I'm calling it small, push for him to be in Heisman conversation. Losses aren't going to help him, obviously, but wow. What a performance for him before leaving. And like I said, I sincerely hope that he is not seriously injured and he can get back on the field in relatively short order. But we all know how bad rib injuries can be, don't we, BYU fans? Jaron Hall dealing with one of those earlier this year that he's finally looking like he's finally getting back from it. It took some time. So it's unfortunate for a guy like Jaron Hall, but I sincerely hope he's okay and that he is back on the field once again very, very soon. So there you go. Some of my 
takeaways. I'll do my film review. It's going to be a long film review, but I'll pass along what I took away. I can't wait to watch the defensive turnaround once again from that just awful second quarter into a second half that you got to give credit to Elisa Tuiaki and the defensive coaching staff. I don't care what your thoughts are. BYU can't give up 49 points. I get that. They can't give up as much yardage as they gave up. I get that. But the second half, you force two turnovers. You, you, you stop a team who had been absolutely carving you open in the first half. You stop them and give them only seven points. It's pretty dang good. Pretty dang impressive. So props to the BYU defense in that regard. And obviously, you can learn a lot more during a win than you can from a loss. And I hope that they can take this, move forward, and enjoy a relative breather next week against the Idaho State Bengals. It's a little bit different uh, format this this coming week for BYU. They step away from going, by the way, 5-1. I know, so many notes here. 5-1 against Power 5 opponents, folks. It's the single best season against Power 5 opposition that BYU's ever had. They already set a record having beaten four Power 5 opponents in one season. Now they're 5-1. Just legendary stuff from BYU, especially the past two seasons. Kalani Sitake is doing some marvelous things, and BYU fans, let's enjoy it. They're 7-2. and two. I'm expecting them to be in the top 20 by the time I wake up. I'm probably going to wake up around noon, I'm guessing, at this point, but who knows? Maybe I'll, my kids will wake me up at 7 a.m. I'll be running on two or three hours of sleep, but nonetheless, my hope is to sleep until noon, but... I expect that when these new rankings come out for BYU, they'll be in the top 20, somewhere in the 18 to 20 range, I would expect. But the real rankings that really matter come out Tuesday evening. The initial college football playoff rankings, like I said, the rankings that actually matter, those come out Tuesday evening. If BYU is inside the top 20, you can almost assuredly expect that they will be in the initial batch of those college football playoff rankings. Or they might not be considering the college football playoff committee is an absolute joke and it's an invitational and not an actual, you know, meritocracy. All right, I'll step off my soapbox on that front. Your guys' comments coming up here momentarily let you guys sound off on this game and some great comments. I'm excited to let you guys talk about it. Here we go uh, with those, but one second here to talk about our friends over at All Guard Pest Control, a proud sponsor with us here on Locked On Cougars. I know Seth loves hearing about BYU wins, the owner over there at All Guard and if you guys have pest control needs, no matter what it is, residential, commercial, or anywhere in between, All Guard Pest Control has got the expertise, the know-how, and the manpower to make sure that it's taken care of the first time, the right time, and all the time. I can speak to it because All Guard has been taking care of my house for the better part of three years now. I have thrown four or five different issues at them. They've handled every single one of them. I've never had another problem since. I would encourage you guys to give them a shot as well. If you need pest control services, call All Guard Pest Control. It's a local company to boot based in utah county but capable of servicing anybody up and down the wasatch front corridor even out of the twilla and wasatch county areas you need pest control services they will come to you give them a call 801-851-1812 that's 801-851-1812 or go to their website allguardpestcontrols.com that's allguardpestcontrols with an s or give them that call once again 801-851-1812 and make sure to tell them the j catch and locked on cougar sent you when you give them that call. Once again, thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. It is your guys' time to shine here on Postcast. Your comments as you weigh in after this win for BYU, the 25th ranked Cougars beating Virginia 66-49. to We'll start off with our good friend Jimmy Chesh saying this game is about Jaron Hall outplaying Brendan Armstrong and Tyler All-Freaking-Algier, <laughs> nicely done, tying the school record for most TDs in a game. I will say nothing of the defense. 
Well, Jimmy, very good points. Uh, it was very, very nice to see BYU's offense just absolutely get off to a tear. And by the way, I, I can tell you this much. Kalani Satake, I have it on very good authority. If I were to tell you who told me this, Kalani Satake went into the locker room and gave a good talking to to his defensive staff, said, hey, we need to pick it up. Eliza Tuiaki then said, you know what? We're going with this eight-man drop, rush three, drop eight scheme. And it worked for BYU in the second half. They turned around the defensive output. And that's all that really matters. Let's be clear about that. Chris Carlson at Kiss My Panache says, if Tuiaki should be fired... I disagree with you, Chris. Uh, it's not going to happen, and I, th- I disagree with you. He showed the ability to adjust in-game, something that BYU fans, yours truly included, had been harping on for years at this point, saying that Elisa Tuiaki does not adjust in-game. He proved it tonight. He adjusted in-game. They gave up seven points in the second half. You can say Elisa needs to be fired. I'm not calling for it anymore. I thought that was a marvelous thing to see him turn around and decide, you know what? What I didn't have planned worked. Ball it up into a wad, that piece of paper, figuratively toss in the trash and say, we're doing this over here, guys. It worked, folks. They adjusted in-game. Something BYU fans have asked for for years happened. Let's enjoy that. Carter Anderson at CJAndy33 says, the Cougars can use a bye week. That's all. Well, they're going to get a pseudo-bye week against an FCS opponent in Idaho State this week and then an actual bye week. So BYU has about two weeks to get folks healthy and they have a ton of guys out. George Udo, Ammon Hanneman, Harris Lachance, James Empey. Should I keep going down the list here? Uh, just There's so many guys injured right now. Chaz, ah, oh, you missed this game. BYU needs to get them healed up. And these next two weeks, very important for that for the final two games against Georgia Southern and USC. And BYU should be looking for a 10th win potentially when they face off against USC. If, they, if they're not, by the way, 9-2 going into that USC game, something has gone horribly, horribly wrong. David Waters at Pink Afoot. Uh, uh, Pink, yeah, Pinaka foot, excuse me, David Waters. Uh, halftime adjustments won the game. I would agree. Absolutely. It's a, it's a big time to see BYU adjust. I'm telling you, Lysa Tuiaki proved something to all of us with his in game adjustments, his halftime adjustment. It was something I had not seen from him, and he did it. Props to him. Aaron Lloyd, BYU won. That's my takeaway, the crying laughing emoji. I did win. It's entertaining. It was maybe not the most enjoyable, but still a win's a win's a win, right? Very, very impressive. Uh, Connor Packham at Packham Connor says, D came up big in the second half. I completely agree, Connor. My little rant earlier, I think it goes right to what you're saying. Andrew Streeter, you said, you sure this wasn't a Cougar Cager score, Jake? Good grief. Most combined points ever scored in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Most points scored against a Power 5 for BYU. Algier ties the school record for single game rushing TDs with five. This game was on drugs. It was nuts. Man, what a game. I I enjoyed it. And I know it was a little hair, not hair raising. I just, it, it probably seemed a little scary at times, but still, what a game to bring in Halloween with, right? All right. Uh, Caden Roten, uh, Caden R. Yeah, Caden, uh, excuse me, Caden Roten, at Caden Roten, saying Tyler Algier, the Nakua's, can't forget about Jaron. Beautiful win. What a fun night. Good point, Caden. Thank you for weighing in. JT Lamoureux, insane game. Crazy to say that the defense stepped up big while allowing 49 points, but it truly was that kind of a game. Those turnovers in the fourth quarter were huge, and our offense was able to score TDs. Really should have scored a couple more. What a game. I agree with you. BYU, they had a doinked field goal from away 
away from getting 69 points, folks. Can you imagine the nice jokes that would have come out of that? I was ready for them. I had a couple of them stored up in my drafts folder, but alas, never got to send them. Our good friend Nick Lee weighing in here. He's got a few different takes here. Let's start off. One, I am sending BYU my healthcare beer for healthcare. Uh, health care bill for new heart meds that I will need now. Number two, Tuiaki seems to enjoy torturing us. Number three, BYU outscored Virginia 28-7 in the second half. And number four, if Algier is in at least a Doak Walker award finalist, I am sending a stern handwritten letter to whoever is in charge of that. And five, Bronco got his 100th win for BYU after all with a winking emoji. It's a good point. Bronco only won 99 games as head coach of BYU and he comes and gets a 100th win, right? Well, I guess we can count it. It's kind of fun there. Thank you, Nick, for weighing in. Uh, Mitch Young at Maverick Bridger says, love the adjustments by Tuiaki in the second half. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I'll miss Tyler Algier next year, but I can't wait to watch him in the NFL. Jets, maybe. Well, I think Tyler Algier needs to jump to the NFL, folks. The shelf life on running backs is extremely short, and he has proven everything I think he needs to prove at the collegiate level, and he's still got three games to go here this season. I truly believe that. All right, a few more comments here before we take another timeout. Let's get to Jimmy White at Spider underscore Ant 86. What a fun game. I'm so proud of Coach Satake. What a huge win for him and for the football program as a whole. It shows how far they have come with him at the reins. Algier needs to be in the Doak Walker combo. If he stays through his senior season, will he be BYU's GOAT at running back? If he were to stay, I think he would, Jimmy. But I, like I said, I don't expect him to stay past this year. I just I can't see it. He needs to go and make that money. If any of you have seen that uh, true blue, the deep blue, whatever they call it on BYU TV about his background, he's got a family situation. That I think he needs to go make some money, if at all possible, to support them. And I hope that he does and makes a lot of it in the NFL because he is absolutely lights out. And to think he's a former walk-on. What a story. Uh, Tricky T, character win by the Cougs. I am proud of them. Tricky T, thanks for that. Tuiaki is still struggling, but he sure bounced back in the second half. Great win, and even better, this win gives Jake's more listeners this week. Crying laughing emoji, hashtag go Cougs. Tricky T, you listen way too often because it's true. When BYU wins, more people listen. It's just, it's just what happens, and it's just human nature. We want to hear when our team is doing well. We do not want to hear it when they're not. So thank you, everybody, for listening to the Locked on Cougars podcast. Final note here before we get to another timeout, Carson Allen. I'd be interested to hear what the coaches attribute to our fast starts and then later falters too. We've done it seven times this season, i.e. jump out to a 10 plus point lead and then give those leads up. It's a great question. I'll have to ask about that, Carson, because... I'm going to have to go back and look at that a little bit closer and see if I can find out anything, but I'll be happy to ask and see if I can find out a little bit more for you on that front because it's actually an interesting observation from you that I do have uh, curiosity about, so we'll have to ask about that. All right, more of your comments here in just a moment. First, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our friends over at Built Bar. We talk a lot about BYU football on this podcast, and for good reason. They're ranked number 25 in the country at the moment. They're 7-2 and two on the season. They come off an 11-1 and one season last year. What a fun two years so far for BYU football. Well, Built Bar has made it even more fun. They have given money to all BYU football players via a name, image, and likeness agreement with all 123 members of the BYU football program. And if you would like to help support that, you can support our friends at Built Bar. They are the best tasting protein bars that I have ever had. I mean that sincerely. Covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They taste as close to a candy bar as you will find in the protein bar game. They're not chocolate. 
chalky. They're not waxy. They're not dry as a bone. You don't need a gallon of milk to choke it down. That's not what Built Bars are all about. They are the best tasting protein bars out there. And when you go to Built.com right now, you can save 15% on your next order by using the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. Take advantage of it now. Support BYU football players by supporting our friends at Built Bar. All right, final stanza here on the Locked On Cougars postcast edition as BYU beats Virginia. We'll start off with our good friend Ron Corkins at Ron DC27. Ron is a Utah fan, but a level-headed Utah fan at that, and a very good point here made by him. He says it's a great win for BYU. It builds a lot of confidence, but Kalani can you can still use this game to work on improving the defense. You're not going to win every game when you allow 49 points. Absolutely no doubt about that, Ron. It's a very good point. But as Kalani is fond of saying, you learn more in a win than you do in a loss. And I think that BYU will learn from this. So let's get to more of your comments. Like I said, you guys responded in force. And I'm trying to get as many comments in here as I possibly can. But if I read everything, it's probably going to be like, what, two hours long, it feels like. Maybe not that long, but figuratively it would seem that way. So let's get to more of your comments here. Rob Crossland at Crossland Rock. Loved how the D stepped up in the second half. I thought Virginia would score 80 plus. Nice job by the staff and players. Completely agree. They got things turned around. Jonathan Maruji at Jay Maruji. Great game. I thought we were in trouble after UVA scored 35 in the second quarter, but amazing that BYU beat the over-under by themselves. It's a very good point, Jonathan. I, as you probably heard, had a prediction of 34-31 to 31 for BYU. That's a grand total of 65 points between the two teams. What did BYU score? Oh, yeah, 66? Yeah, they covered it themselves. What a game. Jake Summers at Summers 1280. Algier and Hall were great. Outside of the second quarter, the defense was good. Hope Brendan Armstrong heals up. Nice win. Nice to get a win over the X. Ooh, the X, a.k.a. Bronco Mendenhall. I like that, Jake. Thank you for that. Um, Jonathan Marucci, any word on Tyler Algier's hip? I was screaming at the TV to get him out of there on that last drive. He seemed like he was fine in the post game. He said he was tired, but this kid's tough as nails, folks. I'd expect, like I said, I hope that he takes the next two weeks off and gets healed up and then he hits it hard the final two games of the season but it's gonna be hard to keep him off the field there I think against Idaho State he probably plays the first half but I'd sit him I would just plain him plain outright sit him out of that game but it's not my decision all right Brandon Roberts at Sir B Rob both offense and defense stepped up when faced with adversity this game was crazy no doubt about that, and they did respond when they needed to. Landon Sorensen at Shell 5792 says, Points, points, and more points. Welcome back, Bronco. Uh, it's kind of funny. Bronco's worst loss ever as a head coach, I believe. Most points given up, and I guess it's not his worst loss, but the most points ever given up by a Bronco Mendenhall coach team, I believe, was this game. 66 points. His coaching staff, uh, defensive coordinators, Nick Howell and Kelly Papinga, allowed 734 yards of offense, 66 points. Talk about terrible defense. Look at Virginia. Good grief. All right, Preston and Corinna Arnold at the BYU Arnolds. You were right. Given enough possessions, this offense lit it up. I, I've been talking about that. BYU had been outsnapped by their opponents. They finally outsnapped an opponent. 83 snaps for BYU in this game, and what do they do? 700-plus yards of offense and 66 points. Now, it's against a very subpar defense, but still... BYU got the requisite possessions they were looking for, and what do they do? They finally have their biggest offensive outing of the season. Fun to see that. Uh, More here from Preston and Corinne. Says, I like the possessions that came as a result of the defensive three and outs and turnovers more than those that came from UVA and scoring three plays. What a game. 
All good points there. Jordan Kennard at JKBYU01. Crazy game. Hope the offense can keep this up and the defense gets more healthy. Like I said, these next two weeks, critical for BYU to heal up. But I'm not sure the offense is going to put up this same type of numbers. But against Idaho State, nothing's impossible. We could maybe see back-to-back 60-point performances. That'd be kind of fun, but I don't expect BYU will do that. Adam Smart at ASmart97. Offense showed up all game in the defense in the second half. And plus three in turnovers was big. Tyler is a freaking animal. Speaking of Tyler Algier. Good point, Adam. And plus three in the turnovers. It cannot be overlooked. Those three turnovers turned into three touchdowns for BYU. All critical as BYU wins this game by 17 points. You you cannot discount those turnovers at all. Corey at true underscore blue BYU. Algier can carry this team. The defense needs to work on fundamentals. Missed tackles have plagued us since game one, and we are winning in spite of that. I agree. Mistackling was an issue in the second quarter in particular. I'm not sure what exactly BYU does to just uh, they hit guys. They try and wrap up, but then guys just scoot through these tackles. I don't get it. It irks me to no end because I was taught fundamentals as a young man that you wrap up, you hold on for dear life and allow your teammates to come and clean it up. BYU, for whatever reason, is letting guys slide off after that initial contact that does need to be cleaned up. I completely agree there. Casey Finlinson, our good friend at FinDad, 81. That was the most frustratingly exciting, fun game that ended up in a win I think I've ever been to. I would agree with you. It just what a performance. You went from elation to holy smokes, we're going to lose to everything in between. But in the end, the Cougars win. Uh, Taylor at underscore TG underscore underscore D says, uh, sends in a meme and says, I don't even know what to say. It's probably not a bad idea. Benjamin, Benjamin Fours. Our defense is Swiss cheese, but we made plays at the most critical moments. I would agree with you, Benjamin. They didn't make critical plays when they needed to, but it was still not a good performance overall because 49 points and, what, 600 yards of offense? It's not great defensively in terms of the metrics. David Stott at uh, D Stop 50 started and finished the game on 21 to nothing runs. That's true. Loved how they stuck with it and finished UVA off with toughness. And by the way, did you guys notice once again, BYU, another four plus minute drive to kill this game off. It is a theme that BYU has gone to time and time again. It speaks to the toughness, the mental toughness, just the overall toughness of this team. When they need to grind out a win, they need to kill the clock, they're doing it. And it doesn't matter who they're going up against. Utah, ASU, Arizona, Virginia, I don't care who it is. When BYU has a lead and they need to kill the game, they have done it time and time again. That is a very, very impressive thing to see BYU continually doing. I just, I absolutely love it. Uh, Cade Dallin, all capitalized. Holy freaking crap. I'm so tired. I agree. I am tired. I'm doing this. It's now almost 3.15 in the morning, but nonetheless, I'm tired, but still loving this. Chris Okawa, super fun game. I agree. Fun. I, that's the biggest takeaway, I think. Russell Nebaker at Carolina Raised. Uh, BYU outscored Virginia 21 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Shows that the culture and winning mindset is exactly where it needs to be. I would agree. The, the mindset is we're going to win this game. BYU never fretted, it seemed like, in that second half. They just went out and did their thing. Jaron Hall said, we knew we were going to be in a shootout. We just went out and executed, and they did. 66 points later, they're 7-2, and, and they're going to be in the top 20. It's awesome. Alex Long, Alex Long 9. It's the uh, famous gif uh, with Alonzo Mourning, him shaking his head and then doing like the 
shaking other like nodding his head like oh okay it's it's a good point it's tell of two halves for BYU there's no doubt about that uh Conliest manifesto and Nelson Lloyd one I have no clue how Tyler does the things he does I'm exhausted just watching him I completely agree. He puts his body and just heart and soul on the line. And by the way, he is the heart and soul of this BYU offense. Glenn, G. Hansen, 25. Quarters 1, 3, and 4 were excellent. Quarter 2, awful. I would agree with you, Glenn. You didn't put that. I add that on to yours. But it's true. The first, third, and fourth quarter is pretty good for BYU. Second quarter, absolutely atrocious. Jonathan Edwards at Jote Edwards. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I never expected an offensive explosion of this magnitude from BYU. Algier, frankly, looked like a man amongst boys. I think the biggest thing about Algier in this game is there was a run in the third quarter, maybe the fourth quarter. Tyler Algier breaks through the line. A Virginia player grabs onto the back of his jersey, and Tyler Algier dragged a grown-ass man five-plus yards downfield while he's holding on for dear life. I was stunned wow what a performance for Tyler Algier uh, it's, it's sorry to curse there but wow just what a performance all right um let's get to as many of these as we can I'm way over time here but nonetheless you know what screw it this is a postcast we're having fun we're reading all your all your comments here Cougar forever Mateo 36 BYU really impressed with how his team adjusted in the second half after the second quarter debacle Tyler Algier is an all-timer agreed in all points there Cougar forever thank you for that Brandon Bourget it's too bad, but Armstrong going down the fourth had a big impact. BYU did have a 17-point lead before that happened, let's be clear. But I'm also so glad, glad to be rid of an eye. BYU did better on third down stops than on average this year tonight, and you can't tell me there's no correlation. Hmm. Interesting. It's a very interesting thought there, Brandon. Thank you for that. Jordan Huey at Shung Jiao. I have to credit Tuiaki and the defense for their adjustments in the second half. They got punched in the mouth in the second quarter and refused to go down for the rest of the game. I agree. I tweeted out at halftime. There needs to be a pride element to this. These players need to step forward and say, you know what? We're done with this crap. And they responded in the second half. There is absolutely no doubt about it. Taylor Ellsworth. Uh, Taylor Ellsworth 20 says, also, we just watched Broncos' worst night both go well over 24 points in the first half i need an aspirin good point i need to ha- have a headache after that one nathan summers and nathan summers 84 uh it says byu held uva to seven points in the second half turnovers were the biggest difference in the game i agree you plus three in the turnover margin all of them were touchdowns that's 21 points that byu got off those turnovers and byu wins it by 17 there's a correlation to that it, it's absolutely critical to win the turnover margin now final two comments here tyson davis and like i said if i did not get to your comment i apologize i think i read all of them but if i did not my apologies but final two comments here tyson davis turnovers and tyler algier what won this absolute barn burner glad to see at least one of my teams get a win tonight what did you think of the targeting call absolute garbage uh, targeting call i i completely disagree with it and i truly believe I, i i have no way of proving this I think the referees were trying to find a way to give Lopa uh, Leatawa a targeting call on that forced fumble. It's a conspiracy theory. I get it. But I sincerely believe that they were trying to see if they could get him for targeting because that was a clear fumble. It took way too long for a clear fumble to be confirmed. 
I think they were trying to get him for targeting and they could not do it. I'm so glad they didn't because it would have been absolute trash to see him lost after a hit like that. That was clean, a monstrous hit, the type of hits you dream of as a defensive player. And congratulations to Lopalea Tawa making one of the biggest single plays in this game. All right, final word goes to our good friend Matt Quinney at Q-Ball. Oh, excuse me, Q-Ball at Matt underscore Quinney. Tyler freaking Algier. All day, why would we ever try to get cute when we have our own beast mode is beyond me. We should run, run, run to set up the pass. 600 feels great, and these teams delivered an absolutely uh, enjoyable and emotional game. So, period, much, period, fun, period. Hashtag go Cougs. Yes, BYU did win their 600th, 600th game all time in this contest, scoring 66 points. Pretty fun way to do it, let's be honest. It's more fun when you win games like that than when you lose them. Frustrating, I know, at times, but BYU got the win. I will be doing my film review. We'll have that for you guys at some point today because it's early Sunday morning when I'm finishing this up. But nonetheless, hope you all are doing fantastic out there. And as I said, the quote-unquote Monday edition of the podcast, our film review Monday, should be out at some point here on Sunday, getting you guys everything I learned after re-watching this 66-49 barn burner of a game. I'm looking forward to it and hope you guys enjoyed it as well. This has been the postcast edition for the Locked On Cougars podcast. It's BYU Beats Virginia 66-49. And we will talk to you guys soon.